Hassan men. Home of the worst takes on the internet. All right, let me ask you what it should be human rights. What should be human rights? Um, so I think that the political system that we have set up right now is pretty solid, generally speaking. Um, if you if you ignore the corruption and all the the bullshit that is that corruption has caused, really, um, at the fundamental core, the United States is like honestly very solid compared to like pretty much every other country. Um, I mean, the the Bill of Rights is very good. So I'll I'll go over a brief um, overview of I guess the ones that I think are important. Um, obviously, the Second Amendment is important. Um, you you need to be able to protect yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the First Amendment, free speech, obviously extremely important. Um, Third Amendment, no soldiers can be quartered in your house. Um, not really an issue in today's day and time. Okay. But back when it was written, obviously that was an issue because the British troops would go and they just like basically commandeer people's houses to stay in, which is like fucked up. You know, I would I wouldn't want the National Guard to come into my house and say like, oh, by the way, we're taking your bed, like have fun on the couch or like go outside <laughs> like the, yeah. OK, understandable. Um, Fourth Amendment. Protection against unreasonable search and seizures, very important as well. Um, like you can't you can't be searched just just cause, which you used to like they used to be able to. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Under like, a monarch or a feudal lord, totally they could. Yeah, just, you could just you could just say like, let me see all your shit. Like, where are your gold coins? Okay, thanks. Because they own your property, so yeah. they could just do whatever they want. Exactly. Um, Sixth Amendment, you you are guaranteed right to a speedy trial and a public trial. Public trial, I think, is the important part is um, you you aren't going to just be tried in a dark basement somewhere where no one's watching. Um, yeah, that's that's very important. You you want to make sure that there is like clarity and everyone knows what's going on. Um. Seventh Amendment's kind of eh. value of controversy shall exceed twenty dollars. The right of trial of jury shall be preserved. So okay, whatever twenty dollars. That's probably been amended at this point, or changed through various other laws. I don't know. Um, Eighth Amendment, excessive bail shall not shall not be required. I mean, you can argue that we don't have that today because we have. We have bail systems and we have bail bonds where you only pay 10% of your bail, but the bail is a million dollars, but you only pay, you know, 1% of that or 10% of that or something like that. Um, so that's kind of how they get around that one. So I think we should do away with bail bonds and just make, make the bail smaller. It would be that easy. Yeah. Um, 
the enumeration, sorry, Ninth Amendment, enumeration of the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So from my understanding, that protects the other rights. Right? What was it again? The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So you can infringe on other rights with other rights, I suppose. Yeah, that's one that's like, I don't understand that immediately. What's the yeah. what, which one is that? That's the Ninth Amendment. I mean, we should probably read into that because I don't want to misconstrue people because honestly, I don't really understand that one either. Yeah, I don't. Enumeration of the Constitution. Of we'll, just, we'll just move on. We'll just move on. Yeah. Um, okay, Tenth Amendment. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to it by the states are reserved for the states respectively or to the people. So that means um, if if the federal government hadn't made marijuana illegal, that means any state could have said, yeah, we want it legal. Who cares? Like you, you have your own. That's why, honestly, the the United States is the best, because is that like a federalist thing you're saying? Like, yeah, this, yeah, the, that would be like you can't have, unless there's an overarching. Bill or rule that says you can't do this, then every state gets to choose whether you can or can't do this. And if you don't like it, you can just move to another state, which is where the federal government has gotten too large, because now they pretty much make most of the rules. I mean, you yeah. have you have differences, but really, like if you move from one state to another, like there really isn't a difference. It's very, very, very slight. So, um, going back to your question, because I didn't really answer it, um, I think the Bill of Rights is a fantastic start, and um, I think. If you were to say what were the fundament, fundamental liberties that people were to enjoy, um, yeah, I get. Yeah, I, I don't know that you could define them. Like, I, I guess, really, at the end of the day, it would be freedom of opportunity because then you can do whatever you want, really. Okay, I like that. Um, it's a difficult. It's a really difficult question. Um, your opportunity thing. Um, Okay, so let's take that this this all all of this kind of centralized this kind of like prisms into into like reverse prisms into one thing for me. Um let's start there with with the uh the freedom to opportunity. So like what kind of you said you said opportunity to like pursue what you want, right? Yeah, so kind of what I'm I that's not really a good way of describing it. So what I'm kind of imagining yeah, is that's like how I interpreted it. Okay, so obviously we know that the federal government, or maybe states, I'm not actually sure who who was responsible for this, but they kind of segregated um, different communities in terms of like, you know, white suburbs and inner city for African Americans. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they they kind of they kind of like literally they had they had banks to give out loans only in certain locations for certain people. Yeah. So to me, that is an egregious breach of rights because, like, how dare you? Like, they're still they're still a person. Like, like it doesn't matter yeah, what their skin color is. You're like, limited. Right? You're, you're limiting them because they're because they're a certain race. 
okay well that's yeah. that would be that would be like a fundamental right like you have a freedom of opportunity because you you're not constrained to staying in this location just because you're this person you would have like whether if you have a hundred thousand dollars you can buy a hundred thousand dollar house in philadelphia or you can buy a hundred thousand dollars in the suburbs of fucking minnesota or whatever i don't know wherever yeah. wherever you want it doesn't matter that would be freedom of opportunity which yeah so you don't like how really you, know, you don't like that part i mean the bill of rights aside and you don't like that kind of aspect of no uh, no, no no of course not no <laughs> i i how could you i mean it's segregation i mean we don't really do it that much anymore i don't believe we but we yeah did. we definitely did um Again, freedom of speech, I think, is probably the most important one in the Bill of Rights because you need to be able to say whatever. You, I mean, how else are you going to get better? Like if you like <laughs> we all know that yeah. what we have now, no matter what time period, no matter when, no matter who you are, whatever you had right then and now was not the best and you knew it. So to say you can't have any new ideas. Like, yeah what are you talking about so and obviously new ideas stem from freedom of speech so that's probably the most important one um freedom of opportunity yeah. obviously that uh, i mean that one the the freedom of speech one is like uh it's interesting because like i did not know for a long time that uh like that 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 right like in the bill of rights is not it doesn't guarantee that you can't face you know like criminal like recourse like legal recourse for your speech it just it just means that you can't be stopped from saying what you have to say they have to let you finish and then they can arrest you afterwards so like for a long time i i learned this reading chomsky by the way but uh i didn't know that actually yeah for a long time it was uh it was uh we had sedition laws which like if you were to shit talk the state, if you were to say negative things about the government, they could throw you in prison for it. Um, and they would, they did. Like there was a guy who ran for president, I think in like kind of during the red scare, if I'm not, I might be butchering this, but I think it was during exactly the, what I was going to bring up the red scare. Yeah. Cause he was a socialist. Um, his fucking name. But he uh, he was arrested because he gave a speech that was too like pro people and too anti-establishment. So once he was done, he was arrested and he was jailed for like like ten years, I would say, for his speech. These rights were actually won during the civil rights movement because uh, I forget what it was. They some press outlet um, wrote an article speaking negatively of a uh, sheriff in, I, I want to say Alabama and that sheriff tried to, you know, use the sedition laws excuse to get that, that press in trouble and, you know, get him out of, of, uh, you, you know, for, for talking shit on him. And they, yeah. the, for the first time the Supreme court ruled that basically, yeah, no, this is, we're going to call this free speech. This is, this is what it is. It's free speech. You can't, can't get them in trouble for saying this about you and that was right. because of like long struggles in the civil rights movement that that was accomplished okay that's really interesting um that's a, that's a good story um i wish i mm -hmm. I, I should read up on it more definitely read more chomsky, it. Dude. you learn all sorts of fun shit like that chomsky's awesome yeah 
so good yeah but yeah so i mean it's kind of it's kind of hard to say what would be fundamental rights um because it really it boils down to what what i believe is you should be i mean this is a this is a libertarian view to the extreme really is you should be free to do yeah you should be free to do whatever whatever you want so long as it doesn't harm other people like if i if i want to fucking a, a great example is like hoas housing associations like you have to get a permit to like build a shed in your backyard or like if you want a garden or something like that you have to get a permit you have to get it approved and it can't be you can't have your grass cut like too long because other people might not be pleased by the sight of it like who are you to tell me what i can do like you were you were nothing and i think yeah. that is um that would be that would be one of my fundamental if i were to start a new government today that would be like one of the fundamental rights like you can't do anything like just because my grass is too long like you're not gonna find me fuck you yeah i'm really glad you brought that part up um I mean, I've, I've, I've assembled some bullet points here as we were talking about things that I think. Um, and that's one of the key ones is just like if if there is a consenting party. People. Uh, they should be able to do whatever they want. Together or I mean, even if if it's just one person and there's, you know, you don't obviously don't need consent because it's just you um, should be able to do what you want if it doesn't hurt anybody else. Right. Um, exactly. What I, the only thing I would tack on to that as well is that I believe strongly, and I wonder, I, d- I don't know if we've ever talked about this specifically, but like I think a re- like a really fundamental piece of what I consider to be human rights um, would be the right for people to manage their own, you know, conditions and affairs. Uh, so like democracy basically like like true not what we have right now but true true democracy like you should actually have you should actually be making decisions that decide your conditions right so like we don't that doesn't mean voting each person gets an equal vote like so imagine we get rid of the electoral college and now we have a popular vote system each votes equal and if we all vote for this person, this person's in charge. That's not what it would mean. It would mean that like, we don't need that, that like massive overarching representative system where we have this one person deciding now because we elected him and that this gives us now the illusion of democracy. This because somebody's in charge that we voted for that doesn't cover it. Like I think this is where, this is where our podcast gets banned these big hierarchical structures essentially are just set up to, you know, pull that away from people. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Biden and Kamala Harris or Donald Trump, how much choice do you really have? I mean, the, the primary example of that is like Bernie Sanders was like a huge choice in 2016. And like, he was simply not allowed to be the, the candidate. Like, yeah he was he was simply blocked by the media by by the democratic national (laughs) that's what it is yeah the dnc dude they because they they have this is they knew i mean yeah they knew they knew it would be bad for business so they were like well we're not gonna let that happen 
and that to me is like not that obviously that that would be a fundamental right you can if we're going to have this system so what you're kind of advocating for would be like anarchy like you can make your own decisions for yourself um so i'm i'm kind of saying if we're going to have the system that we have you might as well allow people to pick what they want like if if the mass if the masses want bernie sanders who are you as the top elite to say, well, we don't really want Bernie Sanders, so we're just going to. Yeah. Yeah. And that piece, I mean, that piece right there, specifically like that example, I'm just going to, this is off topic, but I'm going to say it real quick in case somebody's listening and is not aware of this. The DNC has a thing, right? You know, about delegates, the people, you know, the electoral college, the people that make the actual votes, the DNC has a fancy little thing called super delegates where yeah. Essentially, these are people that pulled a donors, aren't they? They're just donors. Well, um, no, they're they're individual people. Um, but yes, they're do- they're certainly donated to. But like they they basically their their special function is they don't have to listen to the decision of the people. They don't have to vote based on what their you know constituents have voted for. So they can just say you could have one hundred percent they want you could have 100 percent in these counties voting for um you know bernie sanders and these super delegates could say nah i'm voting for the other one and the reason why the dnc says that they have this set up is so that they can block unelectable candidates this is not a thing in the rnc and there's a reason for that it's because we are already a far-right country compared to basically you know the rest of the comparable world so what what threatens that right wing power is just like left wing worker focused movements. And so they want to block that as much as possible. But yeah, to get back to your main point um, about like democracy in general, like we should all be able to decide kind of our, together what our own conditions will be. I think really that the uh, the fundamental piece of that is is what you said about basically if it doesn't hurt anybody else for your fundamental rights, if it doesn't hurt anybody else and all parties are consenting, you should be able to do that thing. I think yeah. that just like the basic frame, that should be the strongest framework we have. Um, as long as, in my opinion, it's coupled with that idea of democracy and being able to manage your own conditions. Cause I just don't see a reason like, because using that, that uh, framework alone, we could we could say like let let me let me let's imagine that you my co-host are a poor person let's say you have no nothing you've absolutely fucking nothing your family's starving right in that now let's say i am a wealthy person and i say well since this if it doesn't hurt this non-aggression principle basically kind of thing or if it doesn't hurt anybody else um it's it's okay. It's it's that that's what freedom is. You should be able to do it. You could sell yourself to me into indentured servitude, where I say for the rest of your life you will work to me, work with me, work for me rather. Um, I decide your conditions, your working hours, etc. All of that. Um, your what like like the materials you you are allowed to have. I decide what you 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 don't own anything really. I own everything that you that you have, and I will feed you and make sure your family doesn't starve. That's a situation where a lot of people would say, yeah, fucking for sure, I'll take that deal. 
Because if your kids starve, otherwise, like that's that's an obvious choice. And so you're consenting, but ultimately your freedom to consent to this and to to go through with this deal is superseding your all of your other freedoms, your freedoms to property, your freedoms to privacy, your freedoms to just like be a like, you know, autonomous person that's been superseded now by your consent, right? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I mean like you like you said, if you so here's here's the sad okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into two different portions. One that's mm-hmm. gonna make me seem like a criminal and then the other one that makes me hopefully seem less like a criminal. Um oh. if you if you so choose to put yourself into indentured servitude, like who am I to stop you? If I if I'm a wealthy landowner, if I'm Elon Musk and I say I will pay you a million dollars a year to do factory work or something like that. But you have to go in 80 hours a week and do all this shit, but you're going to get paid for it and you're going to get housing for it because with that money, obviously you can buy a house and blah, blah, blah. Um, you're, you're stuck with me because now I'm your livelihood. Yes. Um, but you agreed to it. Yeah, so you said basically you now for Elon Musk you have uh you've agreed to work and be his indentured servant for Yeah. You've you've agreed to be his indentured servant. So Yeah, so, but but uh yeah, I mean I guess it's I guess it's yeah, okay. So you're getting into a really important thing right here. Um this this You agreed to it though. Like so who am I to stop like if you if you agree to it? Who am I to stop you? Whereas, okay, but I want to I want to reiterate this point really quick, though. Um, obviously, it doesn't work exactly like that. Um, if you if you work for McDonald's or something like that or, or Walmart and you say, I, w- I will work for you and they say, OK, we're going to work you for 80 hours. You're going to get paid seven dollars an hour and it's going to be terrible yeah. and you're going to have to do all this shit you don't have a choice because you're you're poor and you're starving and it's terrible like you don't have like you're being you're being forced into that which is where kind of the um the fundamental right of equal opportunity comes into play like yeah. if i'm if i'm a you know a, a white kid from the suburbs and i say well i'm just going to get a college degree and i'm going to do this and i'm going to have a good paying job and i'm going to do this and you don't have that opportunity because you didn't get to go to college and you didn't get to do this and that and you didn't get an internship and blah, blah, blah. So you're forced into working for Walmart for 80 hours a week and I get a cushy job doing less, arguably less work than you because let's be honest, people who, who work on Excel spreadsheets do less work than fucking Walmart greeters. Um. <laughs> that's not that's not fair either like that's not that's not freedom either yeah so yeah. it's and that's where the equal opportunity comes into play which is where i say we do need freedom for education we do need freedom for whatever you choose to be i mean if you again this is this is kind of so this is where i kind of stand in in between the left and the right um if you choose a liberal arts degree or something um, something that doesn't have a lot of job prospects, but let's say 
you had equal opportunity where I chose a STEM degree or a math degree or an engineering degree, and I get a great job out of college and I'm getting paid well. And you also didn't have to pay anything for your liberal arts degree and you can't find a job. Then that is your fault. You're not you're not like guaranteed a job, but since we both had the same equal opportunity of, you know, the education was free, we just made our own choices of what education. Then I think to me, that's kind of freedom. Yeah. Does that so, make sense? Yes, it does. Um, so we, we had a talk when you still worked with me, um, basically about like, uh, equality of opportunity. Um, because like, and, and I think what we both landed on is just that, like, I don't know if you remember this or not. Um, basically, if, if we gave everybody the same starting materials, right, like everybody has uh, a house, uh, you know, money, every, let, let's actually take that out of the equation. Let's just say everybody has the same right to go to school and to go, right. like, like, get a job in whatever. You still have inequality there uh built into you know family structures like who know maybe maybe my mom has let, let's imagine i'm someone who has a mom that has like cancer or is a drug addict or something and i need to be around to make sure she doesn't od or i have to work constantly at a at like a job or something let's take that part out too let's just say we have like uh medicare for all Let's say she just needs taken care of at home, right? That's something that that no, right. Like maybe maybe you're responsible for dinner or something like that because she can't. Yeah, or, or, or I have to like, or I have to like uh, you know, basically like dress her and like just t- basically she's like a baby, and this is someone that I have to take care of. Um, in this situation, I am always going to have a leg. You're, anyone who doesn't have that's going to have a leg up on me, right? So it's not true equal opportunity. And it's the same way with, uh, like, if we just, if we think of, uh, let's say, let's say um, okay, so it, it could be built into nature even. Like, I don't, I don't know. Somebody, uh, somebody who has a learning disability is never going to have the same opportunity as somebody who does not, right? Like, it's not always going to be the same unless, unless somehow we come up with the perfect educational system and like structure where now we can, we know how to teach everybody to be equally functional, uh, regardless of those kinds of just like natural things. Um, which I mean, that'd be fucking hard to do, but like, uh, yeah, that that's, that's somewhere where I, I have, an issue with the idea of just equal opportunity. I'm not saying complete equality of outcome say is what I would want. Um, but if the options are, we all start with the same material conditions insofar as like, you know, our, our money, we, we all have enough money to take care of like the bills and we have the, the food we need. We have like, or, or even just like housing, our basic needs are met. Um, things 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm completely negating my own point here. I've been drinking. <laughs> um, yeah, l- unless you have that, basically, um, your equality of opportunity is not going to make you free because if your choices are you're both given like equal access to education and to, you know, excel in whatever structure we put in place or you starve. That's not really freedom to me. Yeah, I, I, I agree, but that's where you like, fall more left. There, yeah, no, this is this is where I'm going to say I fall more right is how like you can't we can we can make it so everyone starts with an equal opportunity, right? If we're going to live in a capitalist society, which we do, and I don't think that's changing anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. How like we can we can make it so no one has to pay for college. Perfect. The same way that we made no one pay for well, I mean, he's still paying taxes, but whatever. Um yeah. if no one if no one pays for elementary school, middle school, high school, no one pays for that. It's provided for you. If we make college education provided for you, if we make sure that everyone has housing of one way or another. And like, again, higher education is paid for you. Then anyone can take the effort, get a higher degree and, and make their lives better, like make more money, produce more value, blah, blah, blah. They can do it themselves. Like you're not, you're never going to be able to produce an equality of outcome, but you can produce an equality of whatever the start would be i don't know but still not necessarily though because like what what i was saying about uh you know like if if the the right, cancer okay, yeah so so yes yeah. yeah. so let's say you're one of your parents has cancer or and one of your parents is is already passed away and the other one has cancer or something like that and you're left caring for them yes yeah. um nothing nothing that the government is going to do is going to fix that yeah which is which is unfortunate don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, I I wish we had an answer for that, but I think there are some things that we just. I don't. I mean, maybe I I'm not. I'm like by no means am I smart. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but like, either, I can't imagine any scenario in which, like, the government's gonna say, "Oh, we'll just we'll just it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll take care of it." I mean, I guess yeah. you could have, again the healthcare thing, and you have someone come over and take like care for your parent with cancer or something like that. But like, it, it like even it's at that not... point, yeah, that that's what's hard because even at that point, now you have to make the decision of do I try to excel in school so I can get this job, so I can like you know make make my future. Uh, material conditions better than what they would be otherwise you have to choose between that and like spending time with your like dying mother you know and that's hard so what you're saying what you're saying the government the government will never be able to solve that for you that's what i'm trying to say we can do the best we can with government but at the end of the day that's that's simply like people like you can't you can't just solve humanity yeah, Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm being like absurd here. I don't I'm not no, sure. The, the fundamental point that you're making is like that our current system is not equipped 
to deal with this. And with that, to that point, I completely agree. It's not. And that, that's, that's something that we should be focused on. It's that the, the current system, there's a fundamental flaw with this current system. So regardless of what policy we in, institute to, uh, to try to dampen the effects, which obviously we ought to, um, regardless of that, the underlying problem still remains of, of like being a person is messy and, uh, and, and shit's just, shit can be difficult. Nothing's nobody's equal. So, uh, you're kind of pointing out a fundamental flaw with the, uh, the whole idea of capitalism enabling meritocracy, because like, that, that, I mean, that's kind of the prevailing idea of how people look at the country is like, you work hard, you do, you do the things, then you get the reward and everything's good. And it doesn't in practice work like that. And there's really no fundamental way that we could change the system is what you're pointing out. And I agree with, there's no way we could change or, or sorry, uh, add band-aids to this system. Completely eliminate that. I mean, what what I'm what I'm trying to say is like you can you can create equal opportunity that is 100% possible and then from there there's not much more else that the government can do like we can we can try and reduce um drug addiction cuz I, I that's a huge one obviously like yeah, so many yeah. people's parents are addicted to drugs and that obviously impacts so many people so we can reduce that number but like you're never going to get rid of drug addiction like it's just it's unfortunately it's just human nature and i i hate to be like this cynical about it because i wish we could don't get me wrong i mean my dad was an alcoholic and i turned out okay i against against all the systems like yeah i i I did well for myself and like it's possible it is possible but with an equal footing equal opportunity in which everyone is able to at least have the same opportunities and you know maybe everyone doesn't make it but again that's unfortunately just human nature which in again this is where i'm going to go way left is universal basic income you can provide for those people universal healthcare you can provide these people it's not going to um weigh you down is a bad way to put it but that's what i'm going to say weigh you down um but like you're it's it's just unfortunate like you can't you can't save everyone which is really really sad i think um obviously i wish we could but this goes back to the um how do you know you're a good person are you gonna save everyone are you gonna save 99 percent of people or are you gonna save the one percent like it's unfortunate don't get me wrong and i i wish we could absolutely 100 percent um as someone who's fallen into this category don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not talking here like out of my ass um but if we can if we could help the most amount of people that's all we can really ask for and by doing that an equal equal footing equal opportunity um it's really i don't know i think what we disagree on here um i think there's two main points um First of all, the equality of opportunity thing. Um, I don't think that we are really going to have equality of opportunity. Um, I don't think that's really doable because there's just too much variance in you know, from, from person to person and from family to family, so on and so forth. Um, 
So I don't I don't think we can have that. I don't think that basing a our entire system on like how well do you excel in the system we've set up as long as you fall into the correct parameters you can succeed probably i don't i don't think that that's really a an optimal system um and i think we also are disagreeing on what what is and isn't human nature um because i i i don't so if we look at this mathematically, like we have, we have the means to provide everybody with basic needs, with their basic needs. Like nobody has to go under. Um, we have, we have enough housing right now. I think the number and quote me on the, don't, don't quote me on this because I don't know the exact figure, but I think it would be, if we would give every homeless person a house, they, each of them could have six. So we have plenty of that. We also have plenty of food to feed everybody, but there's not enough money to pay for it. Also, fun fact, I actually learned this from Peter Schiff, you know, a libertarian. Um, they, uh, they currently pay farmers to not farm. The government does. They subsidize farmers to not farm in order to artificially drive up the prices of food and make it more profitable. So not only do we yeah. produce enough food, most of it gets thrown away because it can't be paid for. Yeah, that's, that's in like all countries basically as well. Yeah, because they, they'd rather they'd rather not drive down the prices so that way the farmers can stay afloat. Yeah, yeah, which I think again, I think this points out just a fundamental problem with our current system. I, I right. think this is something that we that like capitalism can just fix. So yeah, I, I think I think you and I are agreeing, but I don't think that you understand that we're agreeing because I, I agree in that we need a universal basic income to take, take care of housing, education, medical expenses. We need all of that in order to provide the equal opportunity and the equal footing at the start. But once you start, there's not much more else you can do. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You can't. You can't force people to get an education. You can't force people to, um, you know, get a PhD. You can't force people to work hard to better themselves. Like, but you can provide everyone the opportunity to do that because some people just don't want to. Like, I mean, I, I'm I'm in that field. Like, I I don't want a PhD. It's neither it's do I. No. Like, yeah, I mean. I mean, I guess I could. It would it would financially for me again, this is where I kind of file fall in the middle ground. Like for me, financially, it would be like a huge burden. Like I would never be yeah. able to afford that. But at the end of the day, it, even if I could, I don't think I would, because to me, it's just not appealing to be to, to, to be in that field, to, to, to do that, basically. So you're never you're never going to force everyone to get phds you're never going to force everyone to be able to be software engineers and code stuff and, and make hundred thousand dollars a year like okay yeah but, so but, me... but the best you can do is provide everyone equal footing and again this is where i think you thought i was disagreeing with you and i'm not um medicare for all like healthcare for all is going to be a huge impact you can do whatever you want to that makes you happy because your your housing is met, your food is met, um, 
maybe not all your bills i don't know i mean i don't know if fucking cell phones and all internet bills would fit under that i would i would also argue that internet is a is a uh fundamental human right at this point um yeah but okay. like you're you can provide for all that but at the end of the day like you're never going to say all of you are going to get phds or something like like all of you are going yeah. to be successful top of the line like that's just not how it works I'm saying I'm saying that not either. So yeah, let me let me uh, let me. I don't think I articulated my my, my disagreement well enough. Okay. Um, you and I fundamentally agree on what we should do now, uh, because we both think again, like everything you just said about UBI, about providing people with you know access to education, like free education, free, uh, you know, basically your 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 basic needs are met and you have the opportunity to education if you want it without it, you know, being a, a financial burden for you, right? Um, we we agree on all of that completely. Uh where I think we're disagreeing is uh like so UBI, for example, um good good idea. Fundamentally good idea. I mean when it should be instated i don't know because like we definitely there's definitely busy work that needs done right now um like i mean a thousand dollars a month like andrew yang proposed would not threaten that because most people aren't going to be able to do more than much more than pay rent with a thousand bucks a month um but, if that dude if yeah, that i couldn't pay rent for that price but I like pay rent for that price dude yeah we totally agree on all of these like current policy things what I'm all I'm saying is that um, so you said after that, after like UBI and these things, there's not much more we can do. I'm not trying to imply that we that like everybody needs a PhD um, or that everybody. Right. Needs I, I, I know I was kind of like going off on the rails on on PhD, which is not, fine. Not, we'll, not true, but we'll, we'll ignore that. That was, we'll my, ignore example. that was my example. Yeah, yeah go ahead. we'll ignore that because um, the PhD thing's only useful if you, if we're in a capitalist system anyway. Um. With the with the there's not much more we can do after providing those basic needs um thing that's that's only like uh, that, it, okay so so that limitation you're finding is because you're looking at things through the framework of what we have right now what capitalism is you're it's it's focused on preserving and Elon Musk says the same shit it's uh because he advocates for UBI and everything. Uh, it's all based on like preserving these current, what Dan Carlin calls legacy structures, like cap uh, capitalism. This isn't, this is a system we've had for a while. It's certainly, it can't be the end all be all because we've had things before this and surely we will have different systems after this. Um, when people are married to just these basic, like social democratic things, which again, you and I would be vote if, if we had, an actual shot at a candidate in the third party or many, many candidates, many, if we had like a, like a 10 party system, I bet, um, or who could take over the country, you and I probably would be voting for the same one. So we agree on that stuff. Uh, yeah, my point probably, is probably, I would, I would be, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Just based on the stuff you've said thus far, um, where we are disagreeing is just in that it's just in like, how married are we to the the capitalism thing like like uh because if, if we're completely married to it and like basically we look at all industry as being the property of somebody who had enough money to buy that industry or to fund it or whatever 
Um, and now because it's their property and you as a worker are, um, you know, you, you owe yourself to them, you owe your labor to them if you want anything from them. Uh, that that's like, it's always going to be extremely unequal. That's always going to be, you're always going to also have authority dominating over you. I, I agree with you. Like fundamentally, I think we both agree on the same points. Um, I, I think we're coming at it from different viewpoints in which what I'm gathering is you, you are kind of saying that you think that com- like companies are, are weighing people down because they, not not weighing people down, but basically oppressing people because yes, you are you are forced to choose between one company that is going to do bad to you or another company that is also going to do bad to you. Yeah, it's definitely a key part of it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, yes, I don't I don't disagree with that. That's definitely that's definitely yeah. Um, a true libertarian approach that that can't be completely libertarian because you're you still have an authoritarian in a position of power over you right um i don't i don't know that i'm smart enough or qualified enough to come up with an alternative um i don't i don't i don't think like communism is going to be the solution either so sorry here i'm just going to give you my opinion that i didn't that you didn't ask for and then i'll okay Communism in the best example I could think of would be, okay, so fundamentally what it is in writing, meaning both in Marxist writing um, and in like just really the the popular uh, political science definition of this would be um, basically it's like a class, you have a classless, stateless society. So there's no government, there's no state where all of the workers, all of the people, you know, own all of the industry and collectively, you know, vote on how things go. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if you'll agree with this and I don't know if it's really feasible or not, but, um, so the United States is created by 50 States and several territories, Puerto Rico, DC, blah, blah, blah. Um, 50 States. So the whole idea behind the U S constitution was you have this federal government that essentially was to provide nothing other than the military capabilities to defend the country. Yeah. Pretty much is what the, what the original plan was. Um, and then from that point on, every state can do exactly what they feel like doing no matter what, generally speaking, that's, that was kind of the plan. So under the United States constitution, there's no reason to believe that, let's say California, because they're probably the most left, maybe New York, whatever. Um, let's pick California because fuck them. Um, there's no reason to say that California can't become a socialist or a communist state and still fit into the United States of America, right? Like there's nothing, there's nothing saying they can't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there'd be anything in the constitution specifically. Like, I don't know if there's a, a right to private uh, free enterprise in that sense. They're probably in the mindset to a certain extent of a lot of the founding fathers there was because the entire system was meant to be 
you know, people are equal. So long as these people are all Caucasian male property owners. Um, so the property owner part is really important because, you know, people without property couldn't even vote yeah. for a very long time. Um, but granted, Thomas Jefferson was, I mean, he's definitely rolling over in his grave right now about the way things function. Cause, and this is, again, this is something I learned from Chomsky, but I think what he said was something like if, if we allow too much power and too many resources to accumulate in the hands of moneyed in corporations and banking institutions, uh, our democracy will be lost. And that's what we've allowed to happen. And that's where we are right now. You know, it's yeah. not a democracy at all because these things, I think, I think what he realized was that these structures given enough resources would essentially become their own states and would take control of the state at large. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, okay, so for, he probably, I'm assuming, um, and again, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but my, my expectation is he probably took inspiration from like, you know, the dusty Dutch East India company. So I don't, I don't know if you know a lot about them, but they basically That's were the their India own state. They were a corporation so big, not corporation, but a company so big that they had their own military. They, they like colonized their own countries. So okay. that was probably, I'm guessing where he took his inspiration from because he didn't want that to happen. He didn't want companies to say, Oh, well, we'll just make our own 200,000 person army and then do whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure the consideration. So, yeah. Um, about that one. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I could, I could imagine let's pretend, let's pretend he did. I don't know. I just want to clarify. I don't know. I don't know that he's ever said anything about that, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could see why he would take inspiration from that. You don't want corporations to become essentially their own state either. Um, and I agree yeah. with that. Like you don't because then they're, no. they're no they're no better than a government. That's inherently I would argue that's inherently what they what they are, are going to do. That's what their goal kind of has to be is to. Right. I mean, yeah, your your goal as a company is to expand. Dominate. I wouldn't you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You want you want to become a monopoly, like at yeah. the end of the day, like that is really like the epitome of of capitalism. There, um, to me, is statehood. Exactly. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a perfect. I don't think there's a perfect solution. Is what I think I'm getting there's at. No perfect system, is, definitely. Yeah, that we're never going to have a perfect solution. And if you think about who's a good person, who's a good government, the, the government that's going to provide the, the best outcome for the most people is kind of what I said, um, is going to be generally a good government. So like, like I was saying, you, you may not be able to save everyone and it's really tragic. And of course you can provide for them. So that way they're not going to get left behind because Obviously, we have plenty of resources to not do that. We don't like we don't we don't have to leave people behind. Um, yeah, exactly. But if you can provide an equal footing, equal opportunity, allow people to everyone starts at the same starting point. Everyone has housing cared for, their food needs are cared for, um, their bills are cared for through maybe a UBI then you can you can maintain capitalism in which you are still allowed to 
excel you're still allowed to rise to the top you you everyone's everyone's taken care of but now and this really should be like a fundamental in everyone's aspect i think because yeah um if the, the like the best way to become a winning country to become the best country is to the have the most yeah no 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 i'm saying the best country is to have the most amount of your population doing the best. So if you have, let's let's say right now, what do we have? Like 40% of the U.S. population is like college educated. If we can rise that to like 60%, like how much more productive could we be? How many more smart, intuitive, ingenuitive, innovative people can we have in the workforce that are going to do all these great things like it's 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 going it's going to make everyone better by simply lifting everyone up like it's it to me it's a no-brainer honestly because i i understand the aspect of i want to win i get that but the best way for you to win is by also having other people win if that makes sense yeah, you can you can also compete with each other without letting people fucking like struggle horribly trying to make ends meet. Like like you can you could still have competition without letting children like be malnourished. Like it's not it's not these aren't diametrically opposed things. This is a myth. Yeah. This is this is propaganda that's been beaten into people in this country. You can't do anything populist because like then then that's socialism and we're just giving everybody everything giving people free shit yeah no i i agree yeah like but again like if you want to have like what capitalism the goal is to win essentially right so the best way to win is by having everyone else around you also winning because then you win more right because then you're the top of the top right but then, I, but then I have to compete with people who otherwise wouldn't have been able to compete with me. And that's not fair. It should just be me. Yeah, I mean, yes, but fuck them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I, I, I see what you. you're saying. And other people will say, well, I don't I don't want competition. I'm doing I'm I'm Verizon and I'm doing thick and fantastic because no one else is here to compete with me. No one can compete. Yeah, well, fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck yep. you. We appreciate everyone for listening. We know we didn't do an intro, but um, obviously we are of hogs and men. Hope you guys all caught on to that. Thank you for listening. And again, add us at Twitter. Um, we'll try and start doing Twitch streams hopefully soon. Um, we're working on that. We'll do YouTube videos or something. Let us know what you guys want. Please do. All right. So we are of hogs and men, home of the worst takes on the internet. Signing off.